Welcome to Meet Sandvik. In this series of podcasts, you will meet different people that will bring different perspectives on questions that impact our company and our industry. My name is Martin Blomgren. I'm the Press and Media Relations Manager at Sandvik. And in this very first episode, I have invited two persons that are well known for their knowledge in the finance and investor universe. However, we will not talk about net debt ratios and interest rates today. Instead, we will find out why sustainability has become a top management priority and why investors have to focus a lot more on this area in the future. So, a warm welcome to the CFO of Sandvik, Thomas Eliasson. Hello. And to Helena Stjernholm, CEO of the investment company Industrivärlden. Hello. And Helena, you're also the single largest owner of Sandvik shares, not personally, but as the CEO of Industrivärlden. That's correct. So, let's start with you, uh, Helena. The theme for this pod is sustainability a financial issue. So what do you say? Why should you as a large shareholder care about what we in Sandvik and other portfolio companies do in the sustainability area? Well, I think this, uh, the answer to the question is relatively simple in the sense that if you're going to create long-term shareholder value, I think you have to attend to, to sustainability issues. I think you need to integrate it into your strategy, both to take on opportunities, but also to mitigate threats, to attract talent. I think a lot of younger people today would like to ask a new, new potential employer about sustainability issues. And last but not least, I think in many industries, you would need it from a customer perspective. Yes, and Thomas, uh, you're the chief financial officer, but not the chief sustainability officer at Sandvik. Yes. So what, what's, what's in for you? Why, why do you need to care about these questions? Well, the, the way we look upon sustainability, the way we work with it is, is that sustainability is not an add-on. Yeah. Uh, it's not a separate function. Uh, it's not a separate layer. It's integrated into everything. So it concerns all of us, including the chief financial officer. Uh, good answer. And I, I guess that you get a lot of questions from uh, investors and analysts when you meet them about what we actually do in this area. So uh, can you mention some of the actions that you that you mention for the analysts and investors when they ask you? Yeah, I think the most important thing is, is exactly this, that <coughs> we have a systematic approach, that we integrate this into all our parts of the business, all our processes mm -hmm. uh, in everything, and that we explain our systematic approach, that we go through how we operate in a sustainable way and also how we how our products and our services uh, our offerings contribute to a sustainable development uh, with the customers uh, and what you're talking about now is something that uh, that we mention quite a lot in our annual report where we also talk or write quite a lot about how how the UN sustainability sustainable development goals are an important uh, part of, of the way we contribute uh, to these goals. So, in general, how, how would you say that the knowledge is in the boardrooms and in the top management in the, Swe in the large Swedish companies about these goals, Helena? Well, I think in general, over the last few years, I think awareness is much higher today. I think everyone would know what the uh, Agenda 2030 is, mm -hmm. and everyone would would have heard of uh, and understand the 17 goals, and maybe mm -hmm. some people also, maybe all the detailed 169 goals. But I think what has improved a lot, I think, is also to to take that as a base. And I think everyone agrees, you know, that it's a good platform. Mm -hmm. But from that, which is quite uh, generic, you need to uh, translate it to what is relevant to your specific company. And I think a lot of companies are today spending time on to find out what's material yeah. in their specific business. And it could be the whole company or it could be by 
division uh, or in different geographies. So I think there's a generally very good understanding, but I think there's definitely more to do to get more into the details. Okay, so good overall understanding, but but more to do on uh, the details and how to maybe uh, use them in the best way for, for each company. Exactly, to get them into, just like Thomas said, to get it into real business. Yeah. I think awareness is high, but yeah. execution and really get, as you say, get into the details and also yeah. to execute on them. Do you agree, Thomas? Is that is that how the discussion goes uh, in this area? Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I mean, it, it's fairly new. It's from 2015, mm-hmm. uh, but we have it uh, on a regular basis on the executive team agenda. We go through it um, yeah. quite often, and and we all but we also within Sand we, we look upon it, uh, let's say, by business area, by product area, because it's all different. Yeah. It depends on what kind of business it is. So we look both upon our own operations and our offerings byproduct area. If we turn to the, the financial analysts, the, the traditional financial analyst that likes to dig into the figures down to the last dot in the P&L, uh, have you noticed any differences how they look upon this question? I, I guess that they didn't really care about it that much 20 years ago, but what do you say? How, how's the development been? Uh, yes, I think that's a correct statement. Uh, I personally started in the financial Uh, industry Mm. uh, more than 20 years ago and both meeting analysts but also actually investors fund investors in the stock markets Um, you know there was very seldom a question on sustainability 20 years ago whereas today I think it's uh, from all serious investors and analysts that is uh, a part where you ask questions you want to understand that the company takes this seriously Uh, again both from a threat and an opportunity point of view And Thomas, you've been the CFO not only for Sandvik, other companies before. Do you see the same pattern? Uh, absolutely. I, I fully <coughs> agree, Helena. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've been with four companies as a CFO mm. now, four listed companies. Mm. And and if you go back 15, 20 years, this was a specific kind of thing for the sustainability investors. Yeah. So you had kind of 20 years ago, you had, okay, now we're going to have a meeting with sustainability investors. Yeah. And they represented maybe 10, 15% of the owners of the company. And then you had a specific meeting with them and they only cared about sustainability. And you had had a couple of hours discussion with them and specific meetings and all that. But it's gone from that now to everybody's talking about it. So it's it's kind of a toll gate or a gateway. Uh, When an investor goes into the company, they always ask this question. What about sustainability? What's your approach? How do you look upon it? And uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Yeah, so it's very different now. So does that mean that that two analysts shows up at the meetings, one sustainability and one financial, or have the trades There was a time when when that used to happen, but today it's more like, I I was going to say, it's more integrated in that community as well. Okay. Yeah, they have it with them. I mean, it's integrated in their approach, in their evaluation, uh, etc. And when they go to their investment board, they have to answer that question, I guess, Helena. Yes, I think, and I think that's a very good point that Thomas is making. I, I think today it's throughout the chain. I mean, everyone has a, a boss or an investor, and you know, if, if, if the top starts asking, it will trickle down because everyone will need to have a relevant answer. Oh. Mm. And so this is a very uh, large scope on this area, of course, but what would you say are the most uh, common questions or what, what parts of this area are the investors asking most about today? I think it's very different. I think investors today are much more informed, as we said, and therefore I think also they have done their homework before. Yeah. 
uh, we definitely do it that way, and I'm sure most other big investors do as well, that you, just like Sandvik is doing within their business, uh, and identify what is important for SMS or SMRT Uh or SMT or even product areas. We also look at the different companies. We have nine companies in our portfolio today. And if you were to do a materiality analysis on all of them, you would not come up with the same three key issues. For example, if you have production, I think it's much more likely that or a lot of transport that you have environmental or climate goals, as where some other might have uh, corruption uh, mm-hmm. as an important part. So I, I think the the good investors, they, they do their homework yeah. and they focus in on the topics that are okay. most specific for that uh, uh, company. Okay, so they, they like choose, choose the fight they want yes. to take, uh, if yeah. you express it that way. Yes, and I think also if something happens, um, maybe to another company in the industry, to a competitor uh-huh. or uh, companies that are in one one way or the other similar, you often get the question, okay, but that happened there. How prepared are you yeah. for such a thing? Or why are you behind your competitors in, in terms of electromobility or whatever it could be? Yeah. So I think it's a lot of comparative analysis. Mm-hmm. And uh, Thomas, are there any specific questions that you get all the time or is it... Uh no, I, no, I can, I can actually not pinpoint one single question uh, that that is more, let's say, more, more hot uh, mm. from, from from these investors. Uh, I mean, it's really all of it. We we are a global manufacturing enterprise. We we have a lot of production. We have a lot of transportation. We sell in 150 countries all over the world. Mm. We have subsidiaries in 50 countries all over the world. Uh, of course, it's it's a lot about environmental footprint, manufacturing footprint, CO2. It's about health and safety, governance, and but but I would say most of all, do you have a systematic approach? Okay. Do you take this seriously or yeah. not? And, and what are your achievements? Yeah. One uh, evidence that we actually take this serious is that we we are included in several sustainability indices and uh, lists. Dow Jones, for example, Global Hundred, FTSE for Good. So is, is that important for the investors and analysts that we can show that, uh, that it's actually people outside Sandvik that has uh, uh, looked upon us and said, yes, you're doing the right stuff? It is important for us, and we always talk about it when we have capital market days and when we meet investors, etc. Et We're proud of it. Yeah. yeah. And Lena, is that, do you agree? Is it important, these uh, indices and lists? Yeah, I think it's important for the reason that, coming back to one of Thomas' earliest earlier points that you do have someone have looked at you mm. and made a due diligence or uh, checked you know whether you have a systematic work and i think that becomes such a, a quality stamp of such a work yeah. yes helena uh, you are as i said uh, a large owner not only in sandvik you also uh, have uh, a lot of uh, portfolio companies in large cap companies in industry Världen, like ssab ericsson and st so you have you have a a quite unique role and a mandate to to do changes in, in this area and other areas, of course. Uh, so how would you say that you use that mandate? Yeah, that's a good question. Of course, as, as being large um, owners in those companies with board representation on all of them, we also uh, have a seat on the nomination committee to recommend uh, to the AGM different board members. Of course, we have a good position uh, to start from. But I think what we have done and, and, and the way we focus, and I think we have shaped up our uh-huh. uh, sustainability work as well, both in our own operations, but also how we work actively with the portfolio, which we're discussing here, 
And I think for us, the key thing is first to do our homework. Because again, we are investors, we're not in the operating companies. Uh-huh. We need to do enough homework so we can judge. Yeah. Do they have a systematic approach? Do they have the right organization and structure to actually handle those? Because the companies will always be better than us on yeah. the details, but we need to be good enough to understand how it works and what's important. Yeah. And then bring up those questions when we are um, ourselves board representatives, but also when we're part of the nomination committee to find Uh, board members to also make sure that we have people who can actually, as part of the strategy of the companies, look into sustainability issues. So everybody wants a clean and a healthy world, of course, but few things come for free. Uh, There is often trade-offs to be done. So what hurdles or obstacles do you think is the trickiest if if you have to look for the right balance between costs in the short run for for sustainability efforts and Uh, benefits that will be seen maybe in the longer run and not so easy to to explain immediately? I love this question. (laughs) (laughs) It's wonderful (laughs) because uh, sustainability, short and long term, if if we talk about energy, you talk about recycling, we talk about CO2, whatever, it's the same thing as as, as financial performance or as, as cost savings. I mean, when you become more sustainable, you make more money. Uh, it's the same thing. Just okay. two sides. So, so it's really not a trade-off. No, it's not a trade-off. It's two sides of the same coin. Let's say, take one example. Take recycling. Yeah. Uh, it's great. I mean, today we, fifty percent of the wolfram that we need uh, when we uh, produce uh, cemented carbide tools is recycled. Uh, it used to be close to zero yeah. not yeah. that long ago. So that, that that's a fantastic uh, uh, development yeah. for us. Just just as one example. I mean, if you. If you're manufacturing, if you use less energy, uh, etc., you reduce your CO2 emissions. I mean, it becomes cheaper. Yeah. So, so it's really important for us to realize and understand that it is the same thing. That yeah. there's no contradiction between yeah. these two targets at all. Do you see it the same way? Elena? Yes, I, I totally agree with Thomas' statement. Uh, there is no contradiction in the two. Then, of course, short term, you would. You could come into a situation where you have a discussion on a mm. budget, for example, mm. uh, where you say, okay, if, we, if we're going to long term be also in this other technology, which is more uh, climate friendly, for yeah. example, we have to take on more costs now. Yeah. Uh, but therefore, I think it's important that both the company and the board of directors work with this long term view. Mm. Uh, and and not only focus on the next or the next two quarters. And there I think there might be a trade-off sometimes, also in in terms, not only the costs, but but also in terms of how you communicate. Mm. Uh, Since, of course, we're talking here about public companies. Uh, So I think there is a bit of dilemma in that, Mm. but I totally agree with Thomas that long-term there is no question that to do the right things or in the right way, uh, you will create long-term shareholder value. But would you say that the understanding for this, if there is a trade-off, is better today uh, than it was a couple of years ago? Yes, I think it's a more uh, prevalent discussion uh, about this, uh, both in companies, mm. but also in media, among analysts. And mm. so, yes, and I mean to take an example, the auto industry, the car industry, I think a lot of uh, people, everyone realizes today that we will have a long period of time with different techniques or models mm. being used at the same time. And over time, we will see uh, how they develop. So, yes, mm. I think it's a better discussion on that. So, with more and more pressure from investors and from media in this area, it's perhaps easy to just focus on the risks of doing wrong and not doing enough. 
But all these changes lead to a lot of big opportunities. In Sandvik, for instance, we for sure can take advantage of mining customers wanting to electrify and make the mines more autonomous, just to give an example. Uh, so how do you look up upon the possibilities to capture growth and adapting long-term strategies to make this a, a win-win-win? It's good for the environment, good for customers, and also good for the shareholders. Well, um, I mean, we we sell. <coughs> we, we often say we, we don't sell products. We sell we sell productivity and we sell mm. customer values. If you if you take the businesses here, you take machining solutions, for example. We sell productivity, meaning that the the tools will last longer. Uh, they will cut more efficient, uh, etc. Uh, the customer will will save energy, etc., etc. So it goes hand in hand, mm. really. Less less uh, environmental impact, uh, less energy, etc., uh, etc. Et and also mining, as as you said here, Martin. Electrical mining trucks, of oh. course, it's wonderful. They are a bit more expensive than the diesel-powered ones, but on the other hand, uh, there's no, for example, the maintenance goes down because there's there's no engines to, to oh. maintain, etc., <laughs> etc. Et yeah. So so it works. It yeah. goes hand in hand. Let's just so explain it to the customers so they understand it. They well, you know, actually, they put they pressure do. on us. Okay. Now, especially on the mining side. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So we're. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening. Good. Yeah, and if I may comment on that, I think that's a very interesting thing because a couple of years ago we all talked about you know compliance to the regulations uh-huh. in many areas within environment and climate, for example. But today yeah, I experience exactly the same thing as Thomas is mentioning in many companies. It's actually the the customers or the end customer, even if you're a business to business, the end customer actually wants uh-huh. to see that they buy from someone who's has a sustainable operation which means that there there, yes there is pressure from regulators but if you want to have happy customers you want to have customers you will need to focus on this so it's it's a pull effect a pull much more than it in many industries much more today than i think it was some years ago interesting and actually in in our uh, last magazine mid sandwich you can you can read uh, and estimate anyway it's it says that uh, that to, to achieve those uh, SDGs, the Sustainability Development Goals, it would take $5,000 billion, but the economic opportunities coming from this will be $12,000 billion. US dollars. So it is what it is, it's an estimate, but anyway, it's, it's, uh, uh, the net effect is plus if you play this right. Yes. And we talked a bit about how getting sustainability to be an integrated part of the business model is, is the way to go, and it's what most uh, companies want to do. But to make that really happen, is, is that as easy as it sounds? Or what? Uh, do you have any good examples of how to, to integrate it in the business model for real? Helena? I think it's, it's very much part of a leadership uh, issue. Because typically, and also with, with companies that have been around for a long time, like Sandvik, you're very good at what you're doing, you're mm. excellent, it works well, and you make money. And, and you know, management are trained. So I think it's, it's a lot about to have a, a good leadership that can steer the organization to also daring to maybe go into other paths mm. within the current strategy and not keep it, as we said in the beginning, as a separate yeah. sustainability function. But, but, but it takes a bit of leadership and again to have this both long-term and short-term perspective, I think. Yeah, fully agree, Helena. And 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 uh, it is about leadership, mm. and and it's about organization as well. Uh, I mean, of course, we we have uh, professionals um, at corporate level uh, to drive this, but uh, for us, it's important that they don't they're not supposed to do it yeah. for us. You know, we we don't want to have a, a staff of, of uh, 
sustainability people of 30, 40, 50 people that are doing the thing mm. for us. Coming back to the systematic approach, th- their job is to make sure that all the line managers do mm. it. So that's their job, to, to drive it, implement it, educate mm. people, etc. to make sure that the organization receives it, understands it, mm. and, and, and creates progress. And is that, uh, how easy is that in a large company like ours, present in so many countries with different cultures? Of course it takes time, but we've been doing this for quite some time now. Yeah. So, so we, we see progress, yeah. good, good progress. Finally, uh, sustainability is becoming uh, more and more important from an employer branding uh, perspective as well. So uh, let's say a talented student with a big interest in sustainability, sustainability calls you, Helena, and asks, uh, should I start to work at Industry Verden? Is that a sustainable company? How would you, how would you respond? <laughs> yeah, uh, th- that's a good question. I think first and foremost, as we just said, sustainability needs to be integrated uh, in the whole. So I think you believe... Be, need to believe in the whole of industry mm. and not the sustainability issue. But I would say to that person, great, I think we have um, um, taken an approach to sustainability from an investor's perspective. Mm. We have um, worked uh, on our model uh, for the last few years, so we have come a bit far. But if, if you want to join us, uh, you know, I think you're up for an exciting journey in terms of how do you as a long-term active owner and investor uh, work with sustainability. And Thomas, if you get the same uh, question. Yeah, well, I I can give a little bit of a perspective (laughs) from my side. And uh, when I started my career more than 30 years ago, uh, the the issue of what values a company represents was not at all on the agenda. We didn't Mm. talk about, as students, we didn't talk about it at all. We only talked about salaries and career opportunities, nothing about values. Over the years, uh, this question has become more and more important. What does the cam- company stand for? What are your values? What do you believe in, mm. uh, etc.? It, it's so important for young people now uh, when mm. they want to join the company. Good. So uh, this is, of course, an enormous area. We have just been scratching on, on the surface, uh, looking on on the sustainability from uh, from uh, from the financial perspective. Uh, and I'm very glad that you took the time to to uh, join this pod. Uh, so thank you so much for coming and uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts on this area. Thank you very much. My pleasure, Martin.